guys and welcome to this week's episode of the Black Girl Finance Podcast. I'm your host Selena. We are the community of unapologetic, ambitious, money-minded women. I just want to celebrate for a moment because we have our very first event for 2021 called Black Girl Finance Fest and it was amazing. We've had some great feedback. We had 13 different female influencers, so financial influencers, um, sharing all of their expertise and knowledge on Saturday just gone in celebration of International Women's Day. So I'm still on a high from that. Yay, go us. Um, but yeah, today's episode, we have, we're talking about a subject that's usually spoken about across the pond. So we're talking about the FIRE movement. Have you heard of that before? So FIRE stands for Financial Independence Retiring Early. And we have a special guest on today who is on her own FIRE journey. Her name is Stella and she is from a platform called Financially Fierce UK. Also, we're also going to be talking about ISA millionaires as well because one of uh, Stella's recent uh, investment uh, workshops covered ISA millionaires as well, so we do touch upon that. So sit back, have a listen. If you like this episode, if you like the Black Girl Finance podcast, make sure you like, subscribe and share. Have a great day guys. So hi Stella, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. Do introduce yourself to our listeners. Okay, hi Selena and thank you for inviting me. Um, So my name is Stella and I'm the founder of Financially Fierce UK. Um, I started Financially Fierce UK about two years ago now and um, it was basically as a result of me getting serious about my finances, um, learning how to invest. And so I felt that I had to share this information with other women who also wanted to be in control of their finances. Amazing. We're so happy to have you. And like I said earlier, I really love your account um, and I really love what you're doing. Uh, I wanted to have you on particularly to talk about the FIRE movement. So FIRE stands for financial independence retiring early yeah yeah (laughs) and um so what does that mean practically so yeah the fine movement is a lifestyle movement basically um it's all about um saving enough money so that you can um produce passive income and then basically that money pays for your desired lifestyle so um it's become really popular in america not so much here and yeah, I found out about it on like American blogs and um, yeah it's just you working out how much you need so say for example if you know that um, your expenses is £20,000 a year um, there's a calculation so it, your annual expense is 20000 times by that by 25 and that gives you a grand total of 500,000, which is a lot of money. But the idea is that you invest your money up to that amount. And as soon as you hit that amount, you're basically financially independent and you can live off 4% of that for the rest of your life. And you can also adjust that amount um, according to inflation. So that means you do not have to work and each year your money that you've invested will produce you an income of 20,000 pounds each year. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay. A lot of numbers. Okay. You do need like a pen and paper. But um, yeah, I kind of like use that as an example because they say the average is the average wage in the UK is like 30,000. And hoping you're not living like paycheck to paycheck, Um, 20,000, 10,000 you have like an excess and if you invest that money it will take you about like 22 years I think 
to um, retire, which I know for some people that are like, that's not really retiring early, but that's like nearly 15 years earlier than you would if you were to wait till you're 65. So, okay, yeah. Okay, so let's um, kind of like try and break this down into little chunks then. <laughs> so the, the formula is, so whatever your annual earnings are, so like you said, £30,000 a year is your annual expenses, not earnings, it's your expenses. Oh, I was just saying like to like an average person, but let's say your expenses is 20000 Yeah, so then you would, so your amount that you'd aim for would be times 25, yeah? yeah? Yes. And is that just like is that the like the formula that the yeah. fire movement goes for? Yeah. So okay. To work out your number is you can either divide it by four percent or times by twenty five. Twenty five is just easier um, mm-hmm. because the whole idea is that once you've got that five hundred thousand, you're living off four percent. That's mm-hmm. like um, a safe withdrawal rate that you can take each year without running out of money. Um, it's like a standard kind of like um, rule of thumb that is used for retirement spending. Mm-hmm. So yeah, based off that, get your annual expenses, times it by 25, and that's your fire number. Okay, yeah. okay. And then once you that number, once you <laughs> save and invest like really hard, <laughs> then um yeah, you can live off four percent of that. Okay. Okay, perfect. All right. So I'm writing this down. I I, I don't know. I'm I've heard of the FIRE movement, but I've never kind of sat down and spoken to anyone about it to get the breakdown of the numbers. Hence why I'm kind of like, okay, let me write this down. <laughs> let me work this out slowly. Okay, perfect. So you've got your amount and you would be saved. So that amount will be saved and invested. So yeah. it's always going to be, it's, the idea is that it's going to continue to grow yeah. as, you know, as you kind of take some money out of it, as you take out that 4% um, of it each year. Yeah, exactly. Um, it will but it will still continue to grow yeah okay 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 I see we are seeing (laughs) so how so how would you go about then um I guess are there any rules around what type of investments to invest in there's not really like um, most of the people that I follow who are like pursuing this are doing it through like investing in the stock market which um I guess is the most when I say easiest way is because like these days anyone can invest so it's the most like yeah really accessible way for people to do this but there are some people who are also doing like um investing into property um Mm -hmm. starting businesses like the kind of like the more common roots of like yeah wealth wealth creation yeah exactly okay yeah and um, what route are you taking, do you mind me well, asking? Right you... now, I am more focusing just on investing in stock market. Um, okay. Yeah, property investing is something that I am interested in, but not right now. I think I need to do more research into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, so what's your background? What do you what do you do for a, I guess, what, what's your day job? So I work as a contractor in the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah. Okay. And um, so what's made you interested in, in like personal finance? What, what was the point where you decided, okay, I'm going to create financially fit? I would say the kind of 
like spurring on moment was the fact that I had been contracting I think for about three years and I realized I didn't have a pension um because that's something you have to sort out for yourself being a contractor um yeah I don't have the luxury of um a company like enrolling me into a pension scheme okay yeah at that point I was like oh crap (laughs) I actually (laughs) sort this out because yeah like being young I'm just like yeah that's something in the future but it is something you need to start when you're young that's that's the time so yeah that was Mm -hmm. kind of like my first point of call um yeah I would say also to being a contractor you need to be like on your money you need to like understand because it's now business finance as well as your personal finance um they're like the two main factors for me so um, yeah, I had to like learn these things quite quickly and learn how to manage my money better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, and are you still contracting now? Yeah, I'm yeah? still contracting now. Okay, and what would you say? Um, how would you say you do things differently compared to before you were on the fire? Like, not things. How do you handle your money differently now in comparison to pre before you were doing the fire movement? What's what difference? I'll say. Um, I'm more involved in my finances not to say I wasn't before but like I was saying the fact being a contractor and then also trying to make it work because my situation is not typical compared to like a permanent employee so um, mm-hmm. yeah being more involved in my finances and being more conscious about how I manage and spend my money um, mm-hmm. I've become a, I would say kind of like an excel nerd <laughs> okay (laughs) like an excel spreadsheet like dedicated to all my money affairs and I tend to like set some time aside um like a couple hours each month um just to like to go over my finances um with fire too I needed to learn how to invest so I did that Mm -hmm. um like I said before I also opened my pension um so that I could be putting money um towards my future Um, But I'll say the most important thing is like, I really understand the concept of pay, um, when they say pay yourself first. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's all I, that's all, all I talk about on my platform, pay yourself first. (laughs) Because with this, like, if you're really, like, want to take this seriously and achieve this, you need to be like, dedicating money each month to your savings and investments um Mm -hmm. so yeah that that has become important important to me yeah and can we talk percentages then I don't know if you feel comfortable sharing kind of how much what percentage from your paycheck goes into your goes into your savings and or investments to be honest like because I'm saying my situation is not typical like it's hard Mm -hmm. to say I always put in 10% or anything like that because it it varies okay um I I don't actually know the percentage why yeah okay yeah no problem and um, I mean is it like your approach to doing the savings and investment is it kind of like do you just set up direct debits or do you just set up a standing order um how how is that arranged then if if you're not kind of doing it manually how do you manage that process do you just um set up a direct debit each month for your savings and then for your investment yeah exactly so I have um, a monthly direct debit so that ensures I'm always investing each month 
yeah mm -hmm. I, I think that's like the most easiest way I remember reading a book I think it's the automatic millionaire and I was like I can't wait okay. till like my money situation is more stable so I can just do that and forget about it because I feel like that's yeah. the best way but at the same time like I am conscious that that say if my salary goes up or I get a bonus I need to be making adjustments because you can also become yeah. complacent too so yeah yeah okay okay and um you mentioned about learning how to invest what was that process like because I speak to um, a lot of people uh through coaching and um you know there's a big big buzz on particularly on social media around investing and everyone investing um but there's also the other side of the coin which is well I don't know how to begin how to start so how did you where did you kind of learn to invest uh it was a process I would say definitely a journey uh, it involved me reading a lot of books going to events um actually speaking to um financial advisors what mm -hmm. else did I do like I got money box that was like the first investing app okay um I got that I think in like 2017 and to be honest I didn't even really understand how it works um, yeah all I knew I saw an advert and it said um like make money <laughs> <Okay>. so, <laughs> I got the app and yeah set up a direct debit with that like it would take out money I think they do it weekly so I would set up like a small amount each week to be um mm -hmm. invested um, invested but I found that really helpful because it was like now the door had been opened for me that makes sense. Okay. See, yeah. like yeah. how the app works like what where my money was going like what funds it was being invested in um yeah like seeing how even like a portfolio is made up of like stocks and bonds because I felt I think now looking back if I didn't do it that way and just kept reading the books, I'll kind of be like, what What are they actually talking about? What stocks, what spawns? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But actually starting with a small amount in money box, which shows yeah. you that that really yeah. helps. Like know? actual practice doing it. or the yeah. theory. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it, it was a journey. It was, I enjoyed it though, to be honest. And the more I learned, so I was just like, wow, like... I'm glad like for that there is more like investing apps um these days because mm -hmm. like yeah it gives like the everyday person the opportunity to invest whereas it wasn't the case before so yeah that's so yeah. true that is so that is so so true um and yeah I agree I think with with me you know I also read a lot of books uh to begin investing and the 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 learning or a lot of the learning comes from doing yeah. and understanding you know what, what's happening um as you go along um and it is a bit of trial and error <laughs> because I'm, I'm not gonna lie not every decision I've made has been great uh when it comes to finance uh, investing um I think for example for me when I first started I was kind of dipping in and out you know <laughs> dipping in and out a little bit just, but that was because my whole my other financial situation wasn't sorted, so I didn't have the, you know any foundation. So you know, um, when things got a bit stretched, it'd be okay. I'm gonna, you know, pull a bit, a little bit of money yeah. out there to 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 manage. Whereas now it's all kind of separated out. So, but yeah, I mean, it's it's been interesting. Yeah. Um, it's interesting seeing how things how how it all 
you know how you know what's going on in the world impacts on on finances even like last year was you know if you have investment accounts yeah. you would have seen last year the exactly. massive dip and then the back up again and that's you know that's quite that's been quite interesting to actually physically see it yeah. happening on in your account it's like yeah everything we read um, about actually happens like <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely money where your mouth mm-hmm. is because like they yeah. tell you like don't take your money out don't take your money out and it's and well I like to think I'm like kind of more risk averse so I was mm-hmm. I always would be like no I think um like if say my investments went down by half would I be inclined to sell I was like no and then actually seeing it I was like it's actually fine <laughs> I trust <laughs> the process I really do and yeah and we've come to see like through the other end yeah. now so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah absolutely but it's, it's interesting being in it and actually exactly. doing it and, and, and seeing it and, and learning as well I think that's part yeah. of the process um and I wanted to talk to you because obviously um, I mentioned about your investing workshop that I attended. I found it really, really interesting. And um, yeah, I thought it was really good. And even when I speak to people that, you know, say, oh, you know, I want to learn about investing. Yours is one of the workshops that I kind of say, you know, take a look at take a look at um, Financially British UK because, yeah, no, because I thought it was really great. Um, one of the things that you spoke about in your workshop was about ice yeah. millionaires. Yeah. So can you explain kind of what what that is and how it works? Um, so, yeah, in the UK, there's people known as ISA millionaires. And so this means that they have one million pounds in their ISA accounts. And that's as a result of them taking advantage of the ISA allowance, which is £20,000 each tax year. So... Um, in my workshop I actually um show using a compounding calculator how long it would take to achieve one million pounds if you maxed out your ISA allowance each year and I think that takes around 21 years so um yeah I like to like challenge people oh imagine if you made it like your resolution this year that I'm going to max out my ISA millionaire like um, I saw allowance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. allowance, like you, you can achieve um, millionaire status, like just through that way, because the fact that the money is being protected um, from tax, like the capital gains. So, um, mm-hmm. using ISAs, which we're really lucky to have in this um, country, like we really should try and take um, advantage of it. Yeah. So have you got your set up? I do. So I have my ISA with Vanguard. I opened that, when did I open that? 2018, 2019. Um, when I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I, I want to try and pursue FIRE. Um, and because mm-hmm. all the like FIRE advocates, like they love Vanguard. <laughs> um, and that's because um, exactly. Vanguard offer very like low cost index funds. So um, I forgot mm-hmm. to mention too, like a lot of people who um, are trying to achieve fire through investing um, in the stock market, they tend to go down the index fund route um, because um, like history has shown that on average, um, they produce 10% return and um, it's a less like riskier 
way of like um, growing your money compared to buying individual stocks. So it's more of like a slow burn, I would say. It, like um, Doomfire, as much as like people think, oh, the retirement early part, like do as quick as possible. It is more of a get rich slow scheme <laughs> rather than a get well scheme. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And index funds is, is, you know, that's Warren Buffett. Yeah, yeah, Warren Buffett it? says that on average, like index funds beat most active um, fund managers. He, he was like, if you just put your money in the S&P 500, um, it has been it, I think. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it does tend to beat um, active fund managers. It's like, they say the best investor is dead <laughs> because <laughs> because they don't look at their investments they don't play with their investments they just like let it do what it has to do so mm-hmm. yeah in the index yeah. ones are like his recommended way of going for like the average investor because you literally can set up a debit, debit set it and forget it yeah mm-hmm. yeah Totally. Um, so what has your relationship been like with money then? So or, or before you you went on your fire journey, were you good with money? I know that you said you didn't have a yeah. pension, so that's one thing. Um, but were you good at like saving money? Did you used to budget? Um, yeah. Did you used to just know what was happening with your finances? Um, I'd say it's good. But now when you said did I used to budget I didn't actually use to budget um mm-hmm. but I knew that I should be saving so I guess I did have an element of paying myself first um but mm-hmm. I didn't know it was called that that time um yeah <laughs> I'd say like I more like learned my money habits like how to manage money for my family so my I was just I was gonna just I was gonna be my next question like did you did you grow up in a household where kind of money was spoken about or you had kind of examples of how to to manage it in a yeah so I'd say I was more like learning from like my parents um like their relationship Mm -hmm. rather than actually having conversations about money yeah okay Mm -hmm. yeah like seeing, seeing what so they my would nan, do she was like it. good with money she used to save money um on my behalf like my birthday money and other money I would see on special occasions yeah okay, so you would give it to her to, to kind of hold for you yeah, okay that's cool that's so account, nice. and I couldn't touch it till I was 18 so I always knew like that okay. money's there in the in the future <laughs> in the near future so yeah yeah so what did you do when I you got access to that money? Quite then? a while. Did you? Yeah, I think. Okay. It was like a thousand pounds in the end, um, and now mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, actually, imagine it could have been more if she invested. That. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> this is it. This is the thing as well, you know. If anyone that's got little exactly. kids, you know, you need to be opening yeah, up. Yeah, I, I um, encourage my friend. Them. She attended my workshop. And um, we were speaking afterwards and I was like, open a junior ISA for your daughter now. My goddaughter, I was like, open it now because you mm-hmm. don't have to save like large amounts of money, but she'll be so much better off, like come when she's 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they yeah. say um, 
is it junior ISO allowance is 9,000. So if you max that out, like your child yeah. will have nearly a quarter of a million pounds. Which is like... Yeah, see, this is what we're talking about. Whoever I'm talking to about this, my family members in particular, I'm talking about everything that you brought up is what I talk to like, my family about as well, not just um, the listeners on the platform. Like the other day, I was having a conversation with a close relative of mine about the S&P 500 and index funds and da 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 da. And I, I don't know if they took me seriously. Um, and then equally, I was having another conversation with someone who's got a young child and saying, you need to open up this. You need to, you know, you need to do this. You it's need to do that. Once you know these really things, you're like, oh, why didn't anyone tell me this before? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm totally the same. I'm totally the same. Yeah, like, I'll say definitely my family like my dad's more of a saver compared to my mom who's a spender and mm-hmm. now like yeah I did like a quiz on like my money personality and I'm, I would say yeah I am definitely a saver <laughs> okay <Yeah. laughs> no I've done those money personalities as well I think I'm somewhere in between I can't remember I'm like I, I think I am somewhere in between but because I feel like my parents were quite similar like one is um you know a bit more relaxed about just everything in general and then one is a bit more um you know uh, kind of savings and um investing and well not investing but savings and yeah. um, you know conscious of, of what they're doing with money so yeah I'm kind of you know one minute I I may be like oh okay I just want to get this and then the other minute I'm, I'm more okay no you need to but I'm more no you need to now but um I, I do still have those that pang of okay Going nice. I really <laughs> <want to> get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still have. I, I, you know that. You think that's that feeling that you get that you want to do something. <laughs> and you kind of, yeah. I still that still happens. <laughs> <laughs> so, what would you? What would be? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, what would be your top tips for our listeners? Like your, like your top money tips for our listeners. And like I said, um, in the intro. Um, Stella has large money goals, you know, retiring early, <laughs> ice millionaires that she's going to be. Um, but what would um, be your... I'll definitely tip? say pay yourself first. Like, it's not just a saying, there is truth in this. Like, you work hard for your money, so mm-hmm. let your money work hard for you. Um, like, when you get your paycheck, like, make sure you're putting money aside for you first before you spend it with anyone else because your future is important. So, yeah, remember that. Mm-hmm. Um I'd also say with that in mind, like aim for fire. I know like for some people it's just, like, it takes a while to get your head around all of it, to be honest. Um, but the principles yeah. of fire, which is like spend less than what you earn. Um, and yeah, again, make your money work hard for you, invest your money. Um, I feel like that's the way forward. Yeah. And would there be, um, obviously people can follow you on your page, um, but I don't know if there's any kind of books or, you know, good books or good websites that you would maybe recommend people look into as well as obviously having a conversation with you um, about it. Any good resources that you use on um, your fire journey? In terms fire of fire journey? books, there is one like completely dedicated to it. Um, and he's a famous like fire blogger in America. Uh, I cannot remember the actual title. Okay. <laughs> I know his name is Pronounced Tabier. 
Grant Subtapie. Um, okay. the book is called Financial Freedom: A Proven Path to All the Money You Will Ever Need by Grant Subtapie. He literally like lays it out for right. you. Um, and his whole story was that he had like two dollars something when he was like 25 and he retired with a million by the time he was 30. So he did fire in that five years, which is crazy, but um he was kind of lucky. He he went down the um investing in the stock market, mostly index funds, but he did also invest in like Amazon in the early days. So he made a that way too oh yeah okay <laughs> okay what was I gonna ask and um, just off off topic do you what do you think about um like like cryptocurrency um and you know the newer kind of you know global assets that are that are coming through happening now what do you think do you do you, do you see yourself investing in Bitcoin or do you invest in Bitcoin? I want to buy Bitcoin. <laughs> you like do, every okay. day, like literally, I just see it going up and up, and it's it's a weird one because, like, I yeah, because I think is it, is it too late? The is fact it too that late it to, keeps going up, and I feel like yeah, it is too late. But yeah, I do follow people who are like they feel like Bitcoin's it, like um, that yeah. <laughs> I follow one yeah it's the future I follow one guy he was yeah. like we'll see at the end of lockdown who bought bitcoin and who didn't in the club in the club everyone else who hasn't bought it will be in the pub I don't know I really don't know but yeah so I'm, I'm a bit torn because yeah I'm okay. like an index fund girl and yeah it's all about it. mm-hmm and I was I was thinking so what if you took the same approach as obviously you know typically you invest in, in you're investing yeah. in index funds regularly and often so monthly you're just doing your investment Ooh. doing your investment and that is for a reason so do you think you could take the same approach with your investing think, in crypto because it's so, like it okay you be... can still do the like consistently investing in it um but the fact is because it's so <laughs> volatile like it's like you have yeah. to learn like a whole new skill set I feel like the whole thing about index funding is kind of like for the lazy investor like you don't need to do your research about stocks you don't yeah. need to know how to like do stop losses and all the rest of that but I feel with bitcoin if you do not want to lose all your money <laughs> you you need to yes, know those skills and you have to be a very like risk averse person too um, because yeah that volatility mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. um, I am thinking about it. Maybe just like a little, because a little go upright, <laughs> just up and yeah. But I yeah. don't see myself all down. Yeah, but down. I myself as a long term, <laughs> yeah. like Bitcoin. Yeah, invest in Bitcoin. It would invest be literally down. to like reap the benefits of when it goes up and take my money out and put that then in the next ones. That would probably be my approach to it. Okay. Yeah your approach 
Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, it's just all of this kind of talk and just everything that's happening, you know, and just like, you know, just trying to figure out what, what would be the approach for that. Do you know what I mean? Because it's obviously, it's it's here to stay, you know, it, 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 it's a thing. <laughs> it's definitely a thing. So it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just trying to, I've had, yeah, you, I've you're had right. My members, I was like, why didn't I buy some in May? In May, it was like £7,000. <laughs> Compared to like, nearly forty thousand mm-hmm. now, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah, do you know it's so weird because I was seeing like headlines saying, "Oh, Bitcoin." I'm, so, I'm I don't even think it was like end of last year. Yeah. Like, Bitcoin may reach twenty thousand, and then it, then it was like, and then it reached it, and it was like Bitcoin may reach thirty thousand over thirty thousand, then it reached it, and you're just like. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Why is this happening? Why is Elon I'm, Musk I'm buying it? I'm you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is. And you see people that invested in the, the post like, you know, <laughs> come on, what are you guys doing? So, um, yeah, it's quite interesting. Oh, so um, if people want to get in touch with you, um, so you can reach handles? me on Instagram. My handle is financiallyfierceuk. Um, yeah, I'm mainly on Instagram. Um, I host also investing workshops, um, like the one you attended. So that's like the main event to help people learn how to invest. Um, and yeah, you feel free. Um, you can message me in my DMs as well. amazing well thank you so so much for your time today and yeah guys you know if you're interested in in fire um i guess check out the book that stella has recommended and um yeah reach out to her as well because like i said yeah. she's got big goals to retire early what what age well, are you set to retire early can i ask, I I, ask that earlier? 20 years probably like <laughs> projected 51. age okay mm-hmm Okay, cool. But yeah, thank You're you welcome. so much, it's Stella. Been great talking to you and great sharing fire with the UK. Hopefully, <laughs> catches on here. Our fire catches on in the yes. UK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll be the go to person. Amazing. Thanks, Lena. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Stella. Take care. So there you have it guys fire financial independence retiring early all explained let us know if you're going to embark on your own fire journey uh, when this episode's out do like subscribe comment below if you are already on your journey or if you're thinking about starting the fire journey speak to you soon bye